Yo, taking you back to the woods. I was a boy. I wasn't worried at all. Yeah, I might have been a hood. Yo, yo, what's good? It's your boy VA with AJ, and we are back again with the HR Podcast. New month. Yes, sir. Sound it off. It is a new month. With the topics, it's been a little bit of minute, but um, you know, we always come through for you. HR podcast, BA, AJ, a lot of initials. <laughs> um, but welcome back. Let's jump into it with BA. Yes, sir. You already know how we do it. First, we started off with the contender segment, and we will start off with none other than a clip that has been floating around of Jalen Ramsey, which is the starting cornerback for the Los Angeles Rams. Um, He actually talked about being drafted by the Cowboys at number four. This was, I think the, what draft would this been? Maybe 2016, somewhere around there, maybe 2017. Um, But it was the year Zeke came out. um, And apparently he had a conversation with, you know how they have these pre-draft conversations with the owners or the general manager, and they always say, yeah, we're going to take you if you're available. And apparently Cowboys yeah. said that. And imagine where we'd be defensive-wise if we had him instead of Zeke. Is this a swipe left or swipe right? Let's swipe right. Let's swipe right. All right, let's get into it. All right, so first of all, I hate to say it, but I'm not a big Jalen Ramsey fan. Nah, he's a little too cocky either. for me, me man. Um, and he's kind of a prima donna. I don't know if you watched uh, Hard Knocks when they had, you know, yeah, the, the Rams on there. He was a little, he's a little too much for me. <laughs> and if he was in an organization that I was, you know, looking over, it's hard to deal with somebody that's like that. And, right. You know, just kind of a, a hothead, right? Um, I do think, and I'm going on a limb here, I think he's a little overrated. I mean, he's good. Don't get me wrong. Um, but to pay him all that money, you know, um, there's there was a rookie last year in the Cowboys that, you know, have more interceptions than him. And, you know. Um, You're talking about um, Diggs? Oh, yeah, yeah, he's not, he not a rookie. Uh, Stephon Diggs' little brother. He's not a rookie, but yeah. he still is pretty young. I think maybe second or third year in the league. Well, he's not yeah, He's not a rookie no more. Um, but he, you know, he had a huge year last year. Um, but Jalen Ramsey, you know, he's a little hot-headed. If he was to be drafted over Zeke, I mean, we'd probably be in the same situation as far as the prima donnas is concerned. Zeke's a little, a little, a little devo too, right? Right. But at the same time, you know, would the defense be better? I'm still gonna roll with Diggs. I think his his future is bright. And uh, so you taking Diggs Jaylen over Ramsey. over Zeke? I'm no 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 no. I'm taking Diggs over Jalen. Oh Ramsey. yeah, I'm tripping. But oh my at the god! Time, at the time, we did need a a fresh start at a running back. You gotta remember all the running backs that come into Dallas. The line has been so. Good I mean, we can have both though. I don't think it's a discussion of not having Diggs. I think we still might have had Diggs. Like we would have been had them paired together. Imagine them together. That's true, and then we wouldn't have the issue with the secondary, possibly. But that's also a contract that I'm not sure we need to have with Jalen Ramsey. I'd rather have the running back at a solid position. 
Um, you know, Zeke's kind of been sliding off over the last, you know, couple, well, for sure this last year. Um, and I honestly think that he might be on his way out soon. The, the running back positions are obviously important. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, you have someone fresh in there, young, um, like Zeke is. But, you know, these these running backs are coming out of college and they're ready to roll. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Jalen Ramsey, I'll still take Zeke. Yeah, I, I, this is, I don't really like revisionist history because anybody can go back and say oh yeah we would have picked him it was you know clear no brainer um you can say that after you won the championship like yeah they should have picked me but it's like at the end of the day no one knew what you were going to be no one knows right and right but looking at it analytically and taking emotion completely out of it as a cowboys fan if i'm being completely honest I think Ramsey would have been the better pickup just because really first off again analytically speaking you don't take a running back that high you just don't they're too expendable um anytime any I can't think of the last running back that went high that was worth what they got paid or that they end up paying out you know at the position they were drafted at because four is high bro Four is really, really high. Look at Saquon. Like, they, Giants drafted him high, too. And I'm pretty sure that they, they may not even have him next year. I mean, I don't know what they're going to do with him, but it's just it's just not worth it in the end. One, because of injuries. You're asking the, the, the player that gets hit the most to be consistently good for at least five yeah. years. See, but Saquon ha- does have a lot of exactly. injuries. He, he's, he's, he hasn't played... No. As many games as he's setting out. No. And so that is scary. It's very scary. You take a player that high, you, you're relying on them. You're like, I'd rather honestly take an offensive line than that high than I would take before I would take a running back because you can rely on the offensive line to go at least 10 seasons. Look at Zach Martin. Man, those dudes that got bandaged up, they got, you know, knee braces on bro, but they but braces, they worth the money fingers. you see what a, a good o-line will get you in the chiefs yeah I, yeah i mean i want to say the cowboys they had, had a great o-line you know, the best line for a and, long that, and the time. thing is when you have a great o-line why are you paying all this money for a running back when you can easily get production from a third a third rounder oh, look at what Collins has been doing in the in the in the system with zeke being sluggish he looked like the the, the, the uh starter it also depends on the production of, of the uh, the offensive coordinator yeah. and what their whole offense True. looks like as a whole. Um, and so, yeah, the Cowboys should be a run team if you do take uh, Zeke. Mm-hmm. Right? And they were. They were. But, right. But you also got to look at the injuries that the Cowboys had during that time. Obviously, we couldn't foresee the future. Mm-hmm. But with Dak being out... And us having Dalton and, you know, all these issues at, at uh, uh, or not issues, but injuries at quarterback, um, would they have been able to have any type of success without Zeke? So I think if you show up that defense, you do. I mean, look, look at these, a lot of teams that have stuck through and got through bad quarterback play. I think Ravens for a long time got through it because of the defense. Steelers. Yeah. Um, Big Ben being yeah. so damn bad. Like, if you shore up that defense, like, you don't have to worry about having all these offensive weapons. 
because you can stop everybody. I mean, the 49ers are a good example of a balanced offense defense. Like, it's just uh, Tampa Bay. Like, man, would they win that Super Bowl without that defense? No. And so I know Jerry likes to build up the offense and because, you know, it's an offensive league. But having a quarterback, I mean, knowing how important a cornerback is to your defense and, and to, you know, making them have to change their offensive scheme based on you having locked down corners. Like, imagine them two. You got one that's going to kill you over the top with digs for interception. Then you got one that's a lockdown in Jalen. Like, I'll take that whoa, knocking down stuff. I'll take that that uh, attitude or whatever you, you know, that vibrato, that ego from Jalen. I'll take that because he's solid production-wise. Like, dude's rarely getting, getting roasted out here. You know, you say that, but you also gotta look at the divas or divos that we had prior to that, and that that's a whole lot of distraction on the team that you're putting a lot of expectation on, too. I mean, you got the Des Bryant, you got... Um, um, big name offensive players, and I feel like there's a different level of of uh, what I guess of a devo like from offense and defense. So if you're looking at a defensive side, like you know you have your standouts that are playing defense, but they're the attitude and like the I guess the swag you want to call it is way different than an offensive player. But when you when it is on defense, it's kind of like I. I I mean, that's your job, even even though, like, it's hard for me to explain. But it's, it's your job, yes, and you're supposed to be, you know, confident in your ability on the field. But at the same time, it's kind of like, yo, chill. Like, you're not even in the play for one or two downs. Mm-hmm. So it's like, uh, I just, I, I, don't, I don't fall with it. It's about but, what you're about, though, at the end of the day, like... If you're about winning championships and you're not paying your, your running backs that, I mean, sorry, you're not. Oh, oh, oh. Maybe I had that feel because, you know, Dallas's defense has been trash for a while. So. I mean, but look at the one the, the teams that have been successful and have won championships have not had a, a, a top five uh, running back as far as being paid. They don't have these big star running backs that have been paid all this money. They don't have that. They have role players. They have, you know, uh, I think... Uh, the Ravens, they lost their starting running back at the beginning of the year. They just plugged somebody in there. Like, it, same with the Chiefs. Like, they can just plug anybody in there and it still works in the system because running backs are expendable. They just are, and there's a dime a dozen. There's a bunch everywhere. You can get them cheap, and they can have really good production for you. Just before we even drafted Zeke, that same season right before, Darren McFadden had over 1,000 rushing yards. Why do you need to draft a running back that high? You already had one. See, that's the look. There's a luxury, I think, in in, in your your draft picks, and if it's a corner, I, I feel like you're taking a chance on a corner too. Yeah. And, um I feel like I feel like corners are just as expendable. I mean, we've been trading them out in Dallas for a while now, but they go on to another team and they're making legitimate plays. Um, I don't know if it's the opportunity, if it's the defensive scheme. Um, Some of it, especially you know, the year before the last with defensive scheme, it was just bad. That's why they had to get him up out of there. Yeah, and so maybe that, I mean, maybe that's the reason. Um, again, it's hard to go back in time and say well, the what ifs, but I'm still taking Zeke, man. I feel you, I feel you. I mean, either way, you're not, you're not losing. So I definitely feel that. <laughs> Next one we got up on here is the NBA playoffs. Um, it has been... 
a year of injuries for star players. We got Devin Booker. We got Luka. We got Chris Middleton. Um, it's just numerous amounts of injuries that have really impacted this season and what well, this postseason. And um, let's go ahead and discuss um, some of these first round matchups. Swipe left or swipe right on that. No, swipe right on NBA, man. Okay. Especially the playoffs time. Yes, sir. So, um, what I've seen out of these NBA playoffs has been. I'm not going to lie. The play-in has been a nice highlight for me. I really enjoyed it this year. Yeah. I, I didn't expect too. to the first year it was announced, but I, I'm here for it now. I'm all, all here for it. Like, yeah. I don't know about the extra. Right. I don't know about all the extra stuff like Minnesota, like throwing their shirts in the crowd and like standing on tables after just winning a play-in. Like, I don't know yeah, about all that. That's young. But as far as like <laughs> <laughs> the excitement, um, I, I like these do-or-die games. It feels like in, like March Madness. Like, NCAA, you know, yeah. like you bring it all tonight or you're out. And so, I mean, in the playing, we had the Hawks come out victorious, which I already kind of thought they would. They got that kind of pedigree uh-huh. um, after going yeah, to the final, too. the Eastern Finals last year. And then we had Pelicans come up out of there, which without Zion, I didn't think they would be this good. But I knew that adding CJ McCullum would be a huge addition right. for them. He brings a class, yeah. he brings a pedigree that they are. They were sorely missing. I think he was a great replacement for Josh Hart. Oh, yeah. And they got a bunch of young guys. So, CJ right. McCollum's going to, he's going to teach them exactly. well. And then, um, also, we had, like I said, Minnesota come out of there, which first-round matchup with, with the Grizzlies has been, I mean, they did disappoint. They, they blew two 20-point leads the other night. But the fact Bad. that they were up and they had won the game before was huge. So I almost thought the Grizzlies were unstoppable, but they looking like they got some some chinks in their armor. So um, yeah, of I, I, it's, like I said, it's been really, really intriguing watching the play in and these first round matchups. Um, who I got coming out though on the West, like with, with Booker being out, I don't know, man. I know, I know, I, I know they don't get crazy. You no, know, just last night though, <laughs> the Suns did win, and CP3 came through. That man is not missing a fourth, even though I do not like him. He, <laughs> I have to give credit where credit is due. He does not miss, and and long as he's healthy. And so they're up two one. But Pelicans, man, they not backing down, and not having Booker is huge. Yeah. He scores a lot for yeah. them. He does a lot, and not only that, like his status for the next round which could be a possible matchup with the Mavericks, you know. He can't miss right, there. He cannot miss there. So I, I'm seeing I'm seeing Pale Suns going probably six games at least. Um, I see Suns coming out of that one, though, still. Um, the next one, Utah, Mavs. I mean, that's been... Chalk it up. <laughs> that's been a crazy series as a... Um, avid Mavs fan, I have been thoroughly surprised by what they've been able to do without Luka. I knew they would be good. I knew they would make some noise. I knew they'd make it competitive, but I did not see them being up 2-1, and I damn sure know nobody else saw that in the dang sports world because they were all saying sweep, sweep, Utah in five, Utah in six. Now they're just like... There's too many problems too there many. in Utah with Gobert and with, you know... Um, 
Yeah, Donovan. And, and, and going into the playoffs, you got to have your freaking team together, man. That's the strongest time that you guys got to have it all together, all on the same side, ride or die, bad boys for life, you know, all of that. And they just, they are not showing up. At all. It's been, it's been crazy to watch because I watch the games and I'm just like, how was Rudy Gobert ever defensive player of the year? How was he ever a uh, all NBA yeah. center? Dude can't even catch a lob. He's too soft. Like there's just so soft. many times they're throwing it at the rim and he just like uh, uh, just bobbling it. Bruh. And I'm just like, Dwight Powell would never. <laughs> the, the oops that Luke would be throwing it to, to Dwight Powell, it's just like it's like effortless. It's like poetry in motion. It's like it's, you know what's going in before it even reaches his hand. But Rudy is like, oh, man, is he going to even be able to get a foul of this or is it going to be off the side of the backboard? Dude, they're also doing this without Luka. That's so even more crazy. big slap to the face. Jalen Brunson, 41. He's averaging like 30 in the, in the series. 41 in game two. Oh, Brunson. Going big. He's going to make a big contract this coming year. Hopefully, if y'all can, man, Dallas needs to hold on to that, man. Because all their, their they, if they don't, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna slap themselves I in mean, the face if they don't get them back. Honestly, it's he turned down an extension in the offseason. Um, so he already bet it on himself. He knew he was gonna be balling this year, and I I just cannot yeah. say enough the the addition of I cannot say enough of how proud I am of the team and how proud I am of Jason Kidd as a coach. Like, I was kind of worried when he first came because of his stints in New York and in in the Bucks. But I knew he won a championship here in 2011. He knew with Luka he had to get it right. You can't mess that up. The Mavs are living up to the hype. They are. And he has turned that team into a top five defensive team. And that, that has been amazing to watch because for so many years they had been so bad under Rick Carlisle can't say his name Rick Carlisle under his defensive scheme bro they would just shoot threes and not play any defense and I just killed me and they also have another injury too I Tim mean Hardaway. Tim Hardaway Jr. yeah he's he's, yeah, yeah, he's a shooter a game. you know and oh my god and they're not they're missing yeah, he was a starter, yes. and he's missing Luke. They're missing Luca and him, right. and they still again shout out another person, you know, pretty effortlessly. Nico Harrison for that trade because that Dinwiddie Bertans yeah. trade is paying dividends. Both Bertans is lighting it up. Um, Dinwiddie been lighting it up since he came. Like, there's no yeah. way Porzingis could have did this if Luca was out. There's no way he could carry this team. Nope, I agree. Um, some other injuries too. I mean, just looking across the whole league, just in the playoffs. I mean, moving to a little bit on the East, you have Lonzo Ball out. Yep. And I thought they were gonna give a better fight than what they're giving, but you still have Demar Derozan still killing. Um, the Nuggets, man. Going back to the West, you have the whole team is out. Yeah, I mean, they're missing, you know, Jamal Murray. He's a starter. Michael Porter Jr. is a star, a young star. Going, That's a lot of points just in two players. Yeah. And so it's hard. It's hard for them to, to do anything with, you know, these guys have been out for a long time. Um, they're playing Golden State. They're missing their their center, their young draft pick. Uh, and James Wiseman, he's yeah. out. And they barely got the chemistry going right in time for playoffs. Everybody's flashing. Steph, 
Thompson. They looking like the old 2016, 2015 Warriors. Yeah, man. And then going back to, uh, you know, New Orleans, Zion's still out. I mean, they are playing good, but if Zion was there, man, I mean, he was getting a a minimum of 20. First off, they wouldn't have been in the play-in if he could have played. Second, this would be, everybody would have, right now, especially Booker out, they would say, oh, yeah, Pels are winning this, no doubt. Mm-hmm. Um, Brandon Ingram has been stepping up. I watched the game last night. He was just lights out. Oh, he's a star, man. He's a dookie, and he's a star. I mean, he's still pretty scrawny, but he's getting a job. Slender done. man. He's dunking on folks. <laughs> yeah, that is him. That is him. You saw that game against LeBron at the end of the season when he was just like at the free throw line, just staring at, at LeBron, smiling. Man, don't <laughs> notice today. Notice to, today's topics: the Lakers and the NBA. It, it's non-existent. non-existent. They just get like a little mention from here and there, only in relation to like some people that are actually playing in the playoffs. <laughs> Another thing that I wanted to bring up, VA, is it's not an injury, but just in the nick of time. The Brooklyn Nets changed their their law, right, to allow oh, yeah. Kyrie to play. Just in the nick of time. Is that a coincidence or what? I mean, now he's playing at home and and away. And so, I mean, I'm not going to consider that an injury, but we had to look at it as an injury right. because he wasn't supposed to be playing those games. But they're struggling too right now. And, that uh, seems right there. I mean... Yeah, Boston, uh, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown. Yeah. Marcus Smart winning the defensive player of the year. He's been showing up. It's just that. T- showing up in a robe, a yes. boxing robe. It was kind of fresh, though. Um, I'm not gonna chill lie. out, man. I'm not going to lie. It was kind he's, of fresh. He's, tri- he's tripping. I'm not a Marcus Smart fan. Yes, he, he's a good player. Like you say, you got to give credit where credit's due. But, you know, that's... I don't know. We'll see what that team does, too. I remember, was it last year or the year before? They had a, a couple of uh, comments between Marcus Smart and him not being able to give his productivity offensively yeah. um, between the decisions for the team to go to uh, Jason Tatum and Jalen right. Brown. But they're shining. They're shining this year. Yeah, they are. Big time. I, it's like they never had any chemistry issues. I mean, I remember at one point they were talking about trading Jalen Brown or somebody got to go. Obviously, you're not trading. Um, um, what's, what's the guy's name? Um, Tatum. You're not trading Tatum. That was that's a clear yeah, cut. No number way. One. But Jalen Brown. Yeah, you kind of thought that he was injured for most of the season. Um, you know, so and, and they wasn't clicking. And then after that New Year's, they just took the F off and they have been amazing yeah. and that defense like Udoka has really brought a San Antonio defense to them and they have bought in same as like just like in the Mavs they bought in but they're number one like and it's so crazy like this whole KD LeBron debate that I be seeing on on, on these shows like like um, Undisputed with Skip and it's just like he even had to eat his words because what I've seen them do to KD haven't seen since he was probably in OKC. Oh he just my God! Bothered. You know what? I hate to say it, but I think it's his injury, man. I mean, that's a hard injury to come back from. Right? It's been over he's, a year. He's young. It's been over a year. Yeah, it's been two seasons injury, now, bro. Man. That was Golden State. Co- 
those injuries, if you look at the history of the NBA, the players that have had that same injury. You talk about Kobe, but that was at what age, though? True, but it's still hard to recover, man. I mean, you know, you take a... You take it is, a, though. a piece it of is. paper, you crumple it up and try to flatten it back out, it's still going to be crumpled. But he don't look injured, bro, because so. he didn't have some, some all-star nights. Don't get me wrong. It's, yeah, it's he's that still defense, great. bro. Tatum blocking his shot. Wow. Like, it just wasn't looking good. And then the Kyrie, I think, even though you say he's not injured, he might as well be on the injury report because he's he fasting for Ramadan. That's not, bro, you're not eating or drinking all That's day. true. Yeah, and you know what? And you're getting bodies, he's, bodies he's, by Marcus Smart, bro. They're really lucky that the NBA hasn't changed the format like they were talking about a couple of years back to where it just take the top 16 teams. Bruh. They're lucky that they're playing right. these Eastern teams and the times they are playing them because if he was playing, if they do make it to the end and they play the Suns or Golden State or something like that and he hasn't eaten all day and now they're playing... It's not going to be dark until <laughs> the sun ain't going down until way later over in the West, man. And right. so he's going to meet no, more than a banana on the sideline. Right. <laughs> Got it. Like, I commend Got him it. for doing that. I know he has to do this every year during the playoffs. That's not easy. But I can, I can say I got treated like an injury because you can't give me full force. Yeah. You haven't eaten or done nothing all day. Drink, not even water. And you get yeah. body. You got to use all your energy. And I think... Another thing that's been detrimental for the Nets is the coaching. Like, I don't know what Steve Nash is doing. He's playing them the whole game. KD and Kyrie, no no, no real rest, especially Ky, uh, KD. And it's just like, all right, y'all go out there and do it. Like, what scheme are you drawing up? Bruh. Well, I mean, Ben Simmons is supposed oh to come gosh. out game four. Bro, but I'm ready for that. For sure if that's They're going to hack his butt and put and him on the line, and he's going to sit there and choke again. Oh, yeah. Ooh. It's, it's going to be interesting because he's going to be he's going to be extremely vulnerable because he's coming back at a detrimental time, a detrimental time in the league's uh, in the playoff series, because if they don't turn it around, they're going to be, you know, left on the bus chilling back at home. Right. And, you know, was the trade worth it? I mean, shoot, we're going to find out. Yeah, we, we're all going to find out. We're all anxiously waiting, that's for sure. Big time. Um, this other series, back to the East, the Hawks and the Heat. The, the Heat have been a silent killer all year. I I was even surprised to see them at number one when they, when, they, when the, the season ended. <clears throat> and I've just been amazed with how... Eric Spolstra has been able to keep that team together because remember they had like a whole fight at the end of the season on the bench. It was crazy. Him and Udonis Haslam yeah. and and um Jimmy and you Butler. Kyle Lowry out. And then Kyle Lowry was out. And then a lot of people were injured. But they have come together. Yeah. Tyler Hero has stepped up. He's like averaging the most out of any bench, anybody come off the bench right now, 20 points. Like yeah, he's gonna be a six man of the year. Seriously. That's for sure. And, and it's like I really didn't see them being this good a year, but good again. Um, after that finals appearance, but I'm glad to see them here. Um, I think the Hawks did still win yesterday, though, at home. Oh, oh. Right. They, <laughs> ice traded gang is still out there slanging. So, you know, yeah. th- you can't never really count the Hawks out after, like I said, after they given what they did the year before that run they went on. No one expected that, so I can't count them out. But the Heat are just looking too dominant. Like, I see them, like, they could be Giannis, especially with Middleton out. 
they could definitely beat the Bucks. You know, I don't even want to discredit Luka, but, you know, Trey Young, bro, he slept on. He really is slept on, and he is shining. Um, I probably would still take Luka over oh, probably. Come Trae on, Young. Like, but, I mean, at the same time, if I had Trey Young, he's still balling, not. man. He's it's still really one balling. of the most balanced trades ever, but I give you, I mean, for, I mean, granted, we're talking about this season, so I have to talk about how he has played in the playoffs so far. It has not been good. He would, first two games, he was like, I think, one for like 30, for three, two for 30 or something for threes. It was really bad. It, it, You're talking about Trey Young. First two games again in the playoffs. Um, not the play in. I'm talking about the playoffs against the Heat. He, he, he had maybe like three in the first half, and then he went off for like 30 in the second. But match. that was in what game? I think it was game two. Mm, no, they lost that one. All right. All right. It was game one then. Mm. Or you know what? You I'm talking about play in. That was yeah, play in. That was play in. Yeah. Play in. Yeah. He came through. But first two games, he was getting body. And that's the only thing about him. Luca has a long, I mean, big, solid body. You cannot speed him up or slow him down. He's at his own pace. Trey been looking bothered too. Like, they, they've been, especially the first game. Like, they was putting a body. Kyle Lowry had elbows in his back. Like, they was just me- aggravating him. And he's he's little. He ain't even really six foot in my eyes. I don't think so. Like, he's like 5'11". I think Collins was coming off an injury, too. He's playing now, but he was coming off. You know, he... He, he was. He was. He has to be healthy. I don't think he's 100%. He has to be healthy if they're going to have any success right. um, with them in the heat. So, but I still see he coming out of that one. I don't, I don't see the Hawks winning that one. It just... The Heat is too solid defensively, and like Jimmy, like he went for forty-five that one game, game two. Like yeah, he. I mean, you also have an injury in Joel Embiid. You know, his thumb got hurt that. or whatever. You know, he's always been injury prone, and apparently, the times that they've lost, he's always been injured. So I hope that this right. isn't Anthony Davis-ish of him, right? Because right? he, he can use it as an excuse, but he's talking about a sweep. So I hope he does. Oh, I think he. And they I definitely. Hope it doesn't affect his MVP race. Right. They definitely uh, about to uh, win game game four. Uh, the Raptors. After he said that, they ain't no way they getting swept. Lose, but them losing and that's another injuries. Them losing Scotty Barnes. Yeah. That was oh huge. my he's god. Rookie of the year candidate. Yeah, he's definitely the the juice on that team, and then helps give that spark yes. the energy that you know he's great defensively. You're not really expecting. He's great defensively. Mm-hmm. He's big, he long, is. great size. Um, so that really, really hurt them. It's been a nice a nice series so far. But let me get let's move forward because can't be talking about this forever. <laughs> Next one on the contender segment is the match. We got Brady and Rogers versus Allen and Mahomes. This is a golf tournament. They do it like every year. You got the, the old gunners versus the new hotness. <laughs> Are we swiping left or swiping right. right on that? Man, I'm going to watch it, but we swiping left on All that right, one keep today. it moving. Next one is the USFL. It has kicked off after God knows how long, maybe 30, 40 years of not being in existence. Um, this was once a story... Um, not, I wouldn't say franchise because it's a league. Um, it used to rival the NFL back in the day. It has a reemergence. We swiping left or right on this one? Let's swipe right on it, man. Okay. It's uh, football's back. It's kind of leading us into, you know, I hate to say it, but to leading us and get excited for the NFL, right. the real league. <laughs> but um, 
it gives people a little taste of what to expect. And, you know, you have the players there that have had success in the past. And a couple of them are out there on the field. Um, am I watching the USFL? Probably not unless I don't have anything else to watch. But, you know, that's slim pickings right now. There's playoffs. MLB just started. Um, but the USFL, man, is just something that I hate to say, but it's it's overshadowed for a reason. You know, the right. NFL is the league that everybody tries to imitate and copy, and they're just not ever gonna catch up. Yeah, it's, it's honestly it's hard for me to get into it um, unless there's some kind of added, you know, excitement that isn't in the NFL. But it's like they have everything the NFL does except at a smaller scale so why would I really want to watch that it's not I mean I don't have no connection to any of these franchises I do know that it is like I said it did it is a a league that was in existence so there are people that have ties to it who have family who have played in it um so it it means more to people it actually had a great first weekend had a lot of people tune in so I'm happy for it and it's giving people more um people that you know don't typically would make an NFL roster giving them another place to shine kind of like the big three right um and I'm sure people that are on here will get looked at for NFL teams now you know so it gives them another place to show their skills versus going they can move on right versus having to go over to the Canadian league um I think there's more eyes on this than, than the Canadian league for sure so I'm all for it I'm just I just can't really tune into it right now I probably watch the playoffs just because playoff ball is always, you know, dope. Playoff football is right. always great. Other than that, though, uh, we'll see. It got to got to got to be here for a while because I'm just too used to these. We're here one season, gone the next, for me to really like invest time yeah. into it. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely not going out and buying no apparel, right, to rock for the USFL. Um, not until they're a little bit more have longevity right. in the game. Exactly. All right, next topic is Dwayne Haskins' death. We swipe it left or right on this one. I swipe right, swipe right. Dwayne Haskins, um, former Ohio State QB, um, initially drafted by the Redskins. Um, didn't go so well there, unfortunately. Bruh. Um, he got picked up. Wait a minute, VA. You can't say that no more. You have to say. I'm going to get canceled for that. I'm going to get canceled for that. Oh, my okay. God. Um, so, w- was with the what, the, the Red, the, uh, not even the Redskins, my bad. The guard, uh, the, the commanders, commanders now. now. He was drafted by the Washington <laughs> Commanders and then ended up playing for the Steelers. Never really got the um, start for them yet. I feel like he was about to have that 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 time though with Big Ben retiring. It's just really, really unfortunate him passing at such a young age. I think as a QB and as a black QB, it's already hard to fight that stigma and to like break through, you know, that that um yeah. the mold. Not break through the mold, but break through that um the heritage. Because if you're a black QB, I feel like you got they expect you to be Michael Vick. And so it's like you, yeah. you really gotta make your own name and and, and, and be standing your own two feet and show this like this is me, this is how I play, and I can be great being me. 
And I feel like he just never really got that chance. He was in a, a sorry organization with Washington. And Steelers was the first organization that really, I think, could have helped him like get some kind of movement going with a, a black coach who has been um, prevalent in his league for so long, a standout coach, Super Bowl winning coach, someone who I think people like him can go to and really rebuild themselves. So I was looking forward to that, seeing what he could be. It's just so tragic to see him lose his life on something that seemed like so meaningless. At any time that somebody loses their life, it's sad, man. Um, he's a young guy. Um, apparently he was out there practicing, you know, trying to get right. better. Um, some of the reports that I've read, you know, stated that he was in an area that I guess it had some kind of construction or something wow. going on. No one really knows why he was out of his vehicle, but death by dump truck. Oh my That's gosh. just crazy when you hear I didn't that. Even, like, you know? I didn't even hear that. I thought it was really like a car accident. That's how, that, that's how they, they explained it initially. Yeah, I mean, it, uh, in the beginning, no one really knew the details of a couple of days had went by, and apparently he was outside of his vehicle. Um, it's still to be determined whether he was walking. His wife apparently said he was walking to a, get gas. Yeah, and I mean, I'm not going to lie. You know, we live in Texas, right? You've seen big tractors and dump trucks and, you know, those type of uh, vehicles going. And th- the ones I've seen, man, they're not going very right. fast. So, so this is like a this is like construction truck that hit him, basically. A dump truck, what? a dump truck. Yes, man. So I don't know. It's still hard for me to believe that something like that could actually happen, so, right? Because I'm I'm thinking, you know, of this big Tonka toy, you know, thing going right. down the That's street, and of. then all of a sudden, you know, it's big. Like, how can you not see that if you're him? And then I'm also thinking, like, okay, you know, the little. Uh, what do you call it? The actual dump truck part that, you know, digs in the dirt right, and all what... that stuff that hit him or was it going so fast that it hit him or who knows? Maybe he stepped out in front of it, but that's just a crazy way uh, for me to picture how things actually went down. And of course, you know, it's sad. He lost his life. I'm not an Ohio State fan. And, uh, but obviously you're rooting for a young guy in the league to make a name of himself. And I think you're right that he didn't have a really, uh, he didn't have a time to really express his talents. And I think that he was finally getting his go. So that's another sad thing, man. But, uh, yeah, death by dump truck. Bro, they got him like the manager from five heartbeats. They, Bruh. <laughs> they got, got him on the side of the road and just ran him off. What is going on? Man. Bro, that is... First off, like, how in 2022 are you running out of gas? I don't understand it. Like, I'm, my mom be running out of gas. I'm like, mom, how is this happening? You see when it's almost on E, like, it tells you you got 30 miles. <laughs> like, figure it out. Yeah. Figure it out. That's, that's, it's just crazy. It's crazy to think of, um, I don't know why he wasn't with anybody else. Right. You know, he just had uh, left, I think, like a practice area or something like that. He was getting some some throws up um, with another quarterback. I forgot who was out there with him. But, I mean, dang. Yeah, that's incredibly tragic. Like, I just can't even fathom. Like, going out that way, man, that's just... That's almost like... I don't know. I I hate to say it's fate, but it's like, how else can you explain someone dying that tragically, like so randomly? 
Like it wasn't it wasn't right. no you know it's not like they died from some kind of disease or something. It's just like that's just a freak accident. And it's, it's I, I mean prayers go out to his family. My thoughts are with you. We can get through this time because nobody wants to lose a child that way, especially someone with such yeah, a bright sure. future. And he's I'm sure he's taking care of a lot of people. So oh yeah. All right. We are on to the next one. Rest in peace, Dwayne. But um, on to the next one. Debo Samuel requests a trade from the 49ers. Swipe left or right on that one. You swipe right, man. All right, go ahead and kick that off. Well, Debo Samuel is an interesting guy. Uh, <coughs> a, lot of, a lot of teams, I feel... With his position as a wide receiver, I've seen the success of him coming out of the backfield. And he's a dynamic, explosive, playmaking ability type of guy, right? And so there's only a handful of those in the in the league that, you know, live up to that hype every game. And he's one of them. And so to walk away or request a trade right. from a team means that, you know, he's really not no longer invested in that nope. team, in that franchise. And if you're that franchise and you know that he's wanting to get out of there, I hate to say it, but the way that history has shown us that you got to kind of, you got to roll with it. You do. You know, you got to know when to hold them and you got to know when to fold them. <laughs> so at the end Daddy. of the day, if he's trying Daddy. to get out of there, the best thing that I think you can do is make that happen and get as much as you can back from it. Um, it might bite you in the butt because he's he might end up on a team that you're going to be playing, right? right? Um, or it may be in your same division, but uh, it's going to be interesting because he is a dynamic player. Um, the 49ers have kind of been on a downhill slide, I guess, right. uh, with with the whole talks of the whole Jimmy Garoppolo and, and what's going to happen with him. So there's a lot of uh, unknown with that team as far as the future of its offense. And so maybe he knows some underlying information that we are not aware of. And make that might be some another reason why he's trying to get out of there. I mean, honestly, for me, in this situation, it's kind of because of those reasons about the unstableness of the of the the um, franchise and the, the QB position. You don't know which way you're going. Because of that, I feel like they have to keep him. I know the no. new thing is, you know, if they request it, you know, let them go, get as much as you can. And I agree with it in certain, in certain circumstances. But this man is your team. He's the heartbeat. He's yeah. literally not even just the, the, the receiver. He's the running back Bruh. half of the time. Yeah. Like, dude is a, a flat-out baller. And, like, to let him go because you don't want to pay him is nonsense. Like, it don't matter. You If you want to compete in this league, you're going to have to get a, a, a wide receiver that's going to command 20, 000, $20 million a year. It just Ooh. is what it is. That's just the going rate for a star. Like, it just is. Like, look at what Devontae Adams just got. You don't think Debo Samuel about to get paid from somebody? Why not be the 49ers? Y'all need him. You know, but that's what happens, man. Someone gets signed for some crazy amount of money, and then someone's like, no, I'm better than him. And so I want my money, or I want more yep. money, you know? And every year we see that, and it's like, look, that is obviously not the pedigree to winning a championship. Um, by all means, get that money, boo-boo. But, I mean, if, you, if you're going to be selfish about it, like, come on, bro, you're not going to be... You're, you're going to be a, a headache to try and go somewhere else where people are going to pay you. Of course, there's going to be teams that are going to be able to put up the money for you. 
But where are you going to end up? On a team that's in contention? Probably not. Probably not. No. I mean, it's ones that's going to be able to pay you ain't going to probably be the best teams. So, but at the end of the day, like, NFL stands for not for long. So, you got to get that money, young man, now. Yeah. And get it as much guaranteed as possible. Because look at Z. Yeah. Like, you got to get it, bro. And I, so I'm not, I'm not mad at him. Do what you got to do, young man. Um, he has definitely earned a payday, though. It's not like he's just like been some, you know, fill-in, uh, you know, fly-by-way star. He's been there consistent, and he's been killing. And like, if they want to be consistent in the future, they need that elite um, dual threat. Like, how many people got a running back slash receiver in the league, bro? They literally can like be cheap on a running back because they got him like to me that's it's a discount you pay him 20 million a year you ain't got to really go get you a nice uh running back just get you a little backup you know some some fillers like a tony pollard that can that can play get through the draft well you not gotta pay them that much and i mean we just talked the system about is you know, good. running back taking most of the hits and this and that yes. and the other you know we'll see how long he can hold up Doing this uh, multiple, Bro, he's built. He's built. Know, position. He looked like Dez. He's like Dez Bryant out there. Yeah, I mean, he's a big dude. He's strong. He's athletic. He's got it all. But you gotta pay somebody. I don't know how. You gotta pay somebody. How long he's gonna be able to keep that up? I mean, I mean, get you right. Get your money. But still, yeah, I mean, if, if I agree though, if they're not gonna pay him, then you gotta trade him. And the best thing you can do is trade him out of your division. Best thing you can hope for, get yeah. some picks back. But that whole organization right now is kind of, you know up for grabs. I don't know what's going on. Um, don't even know who they want to be their quarterback. Ooh. On to the next one. T.O. Terrell Owens scores a touchdown at the age of, I think he's like 53 maybe? I don't know. He's he up, up there. there. Scores a touchdown in the new <laughs> fan control league. Another football league. We swiping left or right on this. Man, we swiping left. <laughs> That's another football league. T.O. still trying to prove himself. I get it. He's it's great. like arena he football. I saw a clip. I was like, "What is this?" <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's great. He was great, you know. But I mean, it's time to let it right. go. Just like we letting go of this topic. <laughs> On to the next one. All right. Speaking of overpaid divas, Tyreek Hill traded to Miami Dolphins. Um, can Patrick Mahomes keep this team afloat? We, sh- we swiping left or right on this one? Let's oh, swipe right, man. Swipe right. I think that Tyreek Hill addition to Miami is going to expose both Patrick Mahomes and Tua Tagovailoa. Ooh, so, oh my ooh, God. double, double, two, two yeah, birds and one stone. And and we're going to see who is legit and who's not because you lose a prime receiver in Tyreek Hill dynamic player you know there's a handful of those that are going to do it every single game yeah and he's one of them uh so patrick mahomes you know he's still got weapons over there and they have the offensive genius in their coach and so are they going to be able to to do well i think so i don't think that they'll be you know as high a seed um, but I still think Patrick Mahomes can get it done because of the system that Andy Reid has in place. Now, moving to Miami Dolphins, you know, this is this is a lot coming off. They have a, what, a new coach, yeah. fairly new coach. They have a lot of 
a lot of star-studded receivers over there and Jalen Waddle and the addition of Tyreek Hill. They got young players. It's Miami. They right there on the on the coast. Right. And you know, bright lights, but it's gonna expose Tua. If Tua can't get it together, which he's also been injury prone, I mean, they might have to chalk it up and start fresh at the quarterback position too. Um, do I think Tyreek Hill can be as explosive? Yes, I think he will be in Miami, especially with Jalen Waddle uh, 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 lined up with him because uh, he had a, a breakout breakout season last season as well. But it really is going to come down to Tua and can he get him the ball? Um, Tua, Tua's injuries basically was because he uh, was getting got by the defense. Right. So unless they, unless they strengthen up that line, I mean, hey, if story. you got nobody to get it to Tyreek Hill, and there goes there goes the, the genius behind that play. I mean, they paid him a lot, too. They paid him a lot. Um, and that, that was the whole reason. I mean, this was this is exactly like the Debo Samuel situation, except it was done in a classier way. Like, we, they already knew yeah. Tyreek wanted to get paid. It was every, everybody knew. Yeah. And they knew they could not mm-hmm. afford to pay him, or they did not want to. So, I mean, at least trade him to a team that can. And in all fairness, though, Tyreek's pro- proven himself way longer than he Debo. has. He has true. He has. He's he is a Super Bowl winning um, receiver, and he's definitely top five in the league without question. Um, is it is a big boost for Miami? I think because they have a a, a freaking lights out. Um, speed demon, the cheetah. You know, he's he's definitely something that they have never had in Miami. I can't think of anybody. I think Devontae Parker might have been the best they had. Like they haven't really had. Yeah, in a while. Right, that's for it sure. hasn't been nobody. So that's going to help tour having that deep threat because he. But the thing is, like, it's it's almost like you had this this speed demon, but you ain't got a quarterback that can even probably throw it that far anymore. Like, dude has not been the same since he's injured his head. And it's yeah. just, it's I don't know. Like you say, I think I think you, it's a lot of a lot of backing for what you're saying as far as exposing both of them because like it, like you said, without a, a solid O line and without arm strength and, and you know real health, two is going to get exposed. But on mm-hmm. the Patrick Mahomes side, I feel like he's been in the league long enough to be able to stay afloat. I feel like he's going to still, like you said, he has that uh, elite coaching. He has a great offensive schemes. He's still got the best tight end in the league in Travis Kelsey. He's still got a gang of receivers, and I know they're going to draft more. Like, for them, like, they always uh-huh. plug and plug and play. They, they can fit anybody in there and make that, that system go. And I know he had an offseason, which was, like, the first he ever recorded, but he's due for a bounce back. And he's, he picked up his momentum towards the end of the season, and I think he's going to carry it into the next, whether Tyreek is there or not. All right. Next one, we are the fi- we are going to talk about the final four. I know it has been a month since this ended, but we have not talked about it. We did not even discuss any of it <laughs> last time it, it came up. So this is the final four, which was Duke versus UNC and Kansas versus Villanova. We all know how it ended. We swiping left or right on this one. Man, let's swipe right. I feel like it's important. Uh, primarily just the Duke UNC game. Um, I originally had Kansas winning it all when I filled out my bracket. Of course, I didn't have all the games right. 
but I did think that Kansas was the best team out of this whole entire tournament. Um, Duke and UNC, man, that was a great game. Um, you know, I'm a Duke fan. Um, UNC has been killing it in the in the tournament. Um, it's it was sad to see you know Duke lose to UNC, but it was a close game. Yeah, it was a great was game a great the game. entire time. Um, and I mean, you got to give it up to UNC. I mean, that rivalry is you know unmatched in sports uh, for the most it part. Is. And you know they They're like never met. They though. beat them twice. They're like never met in the final four. And yeah, that was the first time that it, it happened. And I mean, I, I hate to say it, the L was presented to Duke and to <laughs> Coach K. Um, a lot of people talked about it because you know some people, most people didn't have Duke. Duke there, you know, with the uh, recent performances right before the tournament has started. But you got to give credit to the Duke team, man. Making the Final Four is a big accomplishment. Um, yes, they didn't win it all, but you know, that's a that's a great accomplishment, especially from the expectations that they had um, throughout the tournament. Now, Kansas did beat Villanova. Um, UNC and Kansas was the final game. Right was also a really great game and I hate to see and I hate to say but I also like the main thing that I got out of that game was if uh, uh what's the center for UNC's name um it's like Macca McCabe uh, Mac Mackett no for UNC no yeah the, the big yeah. Dude, Armando Baycott yeah I remember Armando somebody Baycott. yeah Mackett Baycott something yeah um, Armando, Armando Baycott, he played good, man. He was, you know, he's gonna be a top pick, and he, he's coming back. He, is yeah. He? I didn't know if he was. I thought he's going yeah. to the league for sure. But anyway, he um, the guy with the dreads, right? He has hair up. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. Back. He got like the little Dwight Howard thing right. going on. But uh, <laughs> he he played good. But at the end of the game, he was injured. Yeah, that was uh, huge. He was injured in the previous game before that. So yeah. I wonder in those last few minutes, you know, or the, literally like the last minute of the game, if he was in there, would that outcome still have been the right. same? So I hate to think about stuff like that, but you know. It's that's that's my the outcome of that. Uh, so Kansas Jayhawks, they take the championship. Um, well deserved, good team, solid players. They're gonna have to rebuild again. Um, well, you know I'm a Kansas boy at heart. Uh, so was happy oh to see my boys. <laughs> take that dub. You know what comes up to K, right? L and um, I was happy to see him take that home with him, <laughs> never to Got return he. with another W. Um, Got he. <laughs> it was great to see. It was great to see Kansas come through. It's been I think the first one since 2008, um, or 18 maybe, maybe I got that wrong. I don't know. It's been a while, and so it was just great seeing Kansas get to get that win, and the UNC, uh, whatever, you know. It w- they weren't even supposed to be there, honestly. They were like a ninth seed. It was amazing to see them get yeah. that far. So shout out to them for even being in the title game. Um, first year coach, you know. I think they were eight seed, but yeah, yeah right. AC. Yep. So I mean, it's just good for them. But KU has been solid all year. Um, they have a solid team, and they have remained that way. So glad to see them get that win. So um, that is the end of our contender segment. Ding, ding, ding. 
Go ahead and go into that functioning org, AJ. All right, for the functioning org, uh, of course, I'm going to name a topic, and I'm going to have to ask you what's the first thing that comes to mind. And, and, you know, obviously it can be a phrase or it can be a word. So let's jump right into it. For the first segment of a functioning organization, we have none other than the Arizona Cardinals, Kyler Murray. What's the first thing that comes to mind? Um, I would have to say entitlement. Entitlement. I feel like now more than ever, maybe because of social media, um, these QBs are coming into the league and feeling like any success they get means they need to be paid like the top QB in the league on their first contract. Yeah. I mean, because really, I mean, I don't even count like the contract you get when you get when you get um, straight out the draft as your real first contract. That's just like your rookie one. The real one is that first one, the extension when you really get paid. So this man, Kyler Murray, he's good. I give him that. He's the best they've had in Arizona for a long, long time since probably Kurt Warner. Maybe you could say Carson Palmer. But it's just been an anomaly with these new young ones. When you haven't really accomplished anything in the postseason, you feel like you can hold a whole franchise hostage. Like, what is this? What is this? I don't understand it. Like, bro, if you felt like this, go play baseball for a year. Go, like, just leave. But to be like, I'm not going to play this year until I get a new contract. Like, Dak didn't even do that. And he proved himself at least somewhat. Has Kyler Murray won even a playoff game yet? I'm just like, dude, you need to accomplish something first. Like, you ain't even, like, Patrick Mahomes had more room to to act like this than he did. Like, and he didn't do none of that. Like, at at the end of the day, for me, they're going to pay you what you're worth or what the market says you're worth. And right now, he not worth what he trying to get. I'm sure he's trying to make $40 million off the bat, which is insane, bruh. Yeah, it is Like, insane. come on. Bruh. Like, where is your humility? I mean, like, speak on that, please. That's that's where I'm at. I can't even go Well, for me, VA, the first thing that comes to mind is Gremlin. He looks like a Gremlin. <laughs> man. I'm sorry, but that man is ugly. Super Gremlin. <laughs> but that man is ugly, bro. Oh, um, so. my God. Hold up. What time out? Flag on the plate. Why are you talking about this man looks? God, I'm he... sorry, bro. That's the, that's the first thing that comes oh to my mind. Gosh. It was either that or Baby Yoda. <laughs> uh, his head is kind of like big for his body. Yeah. But like, bro. He <laughs> looks like a little dwarf out there, man. But anyway, uh, when, when I think of Kyler Murray, you know, I have to go back to the strong-rooted hate that I have for OU. Um, See, that's where it be coming from. This is Baker Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield also came from OU. He was a Heisman winner. Mm -hmm. Kyler Murray, you know, did he win the Heisman? I think they both did, yeah. Yeah, Kyler Murray won the Heisman. And they're coming out here. Kyler is good. He can slang the ball. But, again, like you just said, he has not proven himself uh, to the point where, you know, we're a franchise is willing to take that risk and say, yep, you're our man. 
we're going to make it happen. Now, right. they've got better with their additions. J.J. Watt, they brought D-Hop over, you know. But, yeah. I mean, when you have a star-studded team, you have to be that good. You have the pieces to make yourself that good. Um, he is he's a little small in the backfield, right? Looking over those, you know, that line. And they thought that was going to be a real problem when he came into the league, which... He's shown it hasn't been that big of a deal. But He's been injury the, prone. Yeah. At the end of the day, I, I'm i not sold on Kyler Murray yet. Um, there's still a handful of quarterbacks that will pick, pick and take over him. Of course, he's a starting um, quarterback in the league. And, of course, you're going to take him if you can, if you're playing fantasy football and you need a, a, a QB to put up some points. But... But it's been like day. two years though. It's been like two yeah. years he's been in the league. How are you he's asking been... for like you're not even up for a contract extension yet? What are you doing? Bruh. Yeah, I, it, it's just and you're right, it's entitlement and it's he, he's young, man. He's young and uh, like you said, people are trying to position themselves and literally bully people into getting the money. Yes. It's crazy. I don't even I don't understand. Like dudes on that level. All right, VA, next on functioning org, we have the first thing that comes to mind when we talk about the Utah Jazz. <laughs> um, I would say Rome. Um, Rome? <laughs> Rome. <laughs> I'll explain. Yes, I'll explain. Um, Rome was an empire that failed. And it mm. failed dramatically. It wasn't like some no like little slow decline. It was dramatically. Um, and I feel like they are crumbling. This is was a Utah team that has been in place for at least five seasons. Um, and they have been dominant. At one point, number one in the league, number one seed in the playoffs. Like dominant regular season team. So that's why I have to put them. That must as, have been a long time ago. It was, it was like two seasons ago, bro. Like they they have they were like number one like two seasons ago. Like one two. One two. Oh, okay. That's a little bit better. <laughs> I'm not saying they were the best. I'm saying like the record. Record rise. They were number one. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so I never thought they were the best. I I don't play into that record stuff. Um health has a lot to do with that. Mm-hmm. But the fact that they are crumbling against this Dallas Mavericks team, it's like the decline, I didn't see it happening this fast. I thought they would be, especially after Donovan Mitchell has been, he's like the third fastest ever or something to reach like a, a certain milestone for points in the playoffs he's in for this this many seasons. He's been phenomenal. But at the same time, he's had some dramatic losses, some dramatic letdowns. Um, that whole team as a whole has just been a let down. And I just, I mean, I'm glad it's happening because it's against my math. So I'm very yeah. happy for it. <laughs> but it's just like, I, I just, they just can't get right. They have so much talent on that team that it's just not showing up. They, I mean, losing um, a player like, who was, who did they lose? What's that guy's name? Um, the guy who was like going at, um, at Paul George that one year in the playoffs, um, they lost him. Oh, Joe Ingles. Joe Ingles. He was huge. He was six man at a year candidate with with his teammate. Um, yeah, he was choking. He was stro- bro. He's nice. He and he plays defense. 
So them losing him was humongous, and I think it made yeah. all the cracks show because it made everybody else have to step up, and they just cannot do it. So that's why I said Rome. Well, for me, the first thing that comes to mind is Crybaby. <laughs> um, I feel like all the you know tension between Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell it. It's been there for too long for you to have yeah. success in the playoffs. Um, that's the main thing. I also feel like, you know, they are crybabies. They always point the finger at each other, and you can't do that in a team sport. Um, no, no. The, no the, ownership. The, the level of softness that some of those players bring to the game, I feel like you never know, okay, who's coming through for sure for this team. Even as great as Donovan, Donovan Mitchell can be, you know, you ne- you never know what you're going to get for sure from him. Um, you don't. When you you're don't. when you're the when you're the number one option on the team, you're going to get your looks, you're going to get your points. But it's also about making everybody else around you better, and they're um, getting them involved in the game early. Now, Rudy yeah. Gobert, he's somebody that. I don't, I mean, I have respect for, but he's he's not, he don't live up to his hype. Um, no, he don't. And until they fix that situation, they're not going to see any success in the postseason. I just hate to see it, but it is what it is. Right. They're going to be um, a regular season team and they can't even afford to blow it up because no one's going to go there. They don't, they're not a free agent spot. Like they got to keep all them players, maybe Trey Rudy. Um, but like, it's just like, I feel like they're going to fade into irre- irrelevancy soon because no one's going to believe that they can make it done like oh yeah you you win in the regular season whatever but we know you cannot get it done in the playoffs and i hate to be negative but if i'm an nba player um utah is just not a destination for me it's not um why why would i want to go there yeah i I mean it's nice to visit but i'm not trying to like live there yeah their their glory days you know i hate to go back all the way back to Stockton and, and Malone, Malone. But, but at the That's end of the, the day, that it's hard to live up to some expectation of that as well. Yeah. Um, next segment on function organization, we got the long-term, twenty years, I believe, coach and Jay Wright. He is retiring. What is the first thing that comes to mind? Cornerstone. I feel like he, along with Coach K, with, um, the coach for Syracuse, um, you could go um, old Georgetown, John Thompson, Thompson in there, the original, the first one. Um, they're corner, cornerstones of why we love the NCAA. Um, mm-hmm. It's because of his, his resiliency as a coach. Um, the way he puts these players that you've almost never heard of into a situation where they can be great, they can compete with anybody. Um, like they're one of the only teams I know where they, they, every person on that team uses the pump fake like it's a crossover. Jalen Brunson still to this day is the pump fake king. He can get any shot in the lane, and so he's proven that because of what he learned at Villanova. He was a three-time champion there. Like yeah. it's like it's for a reason. Like he, I feel like he's one of the. Um, 
even more than like John Calipari or yeah. like he is one of the people who like if you go to Villanova you knew you were getting prepared for the league and you were going to be great look at Mikael Bridges right now yeah for the Suns like dude was a cornerstone for that not only for that school but for the whole NCAA and I, I look forward to, to seeing Villanova every year in, in, in the NCAA because I knew they would get far and yeah. he's going to be sorely missed you know, the first thing that comes to mind when I hear Jay Wright um, and his tenure at Villanova, uh, I just think about class. He's just a classy guy. He is. He really and, is. And, uh, you know, there's different levels of class, like you mentioned with Coach K and, and, and the other coaches that you named. But um, what stood out to me and, and I appreciated is that he completed his season. He thought about it. And he class, uh, he did it with class and he took his bow. You know, yeah. he didn't, he didn't want the whole um, retirement tour, you know, kind of like uh, Coach K did. Right. Um, the way he ended, I was surprised by that. And I, was, yeah, I mean, I, I wasn't was surprised, surprised, but I was surprised that he, he retired, you know. I, mean, I was surprised Coach K did that route, but he still did it in a classy way. But, yeah. um, um, Jay Wright, you know, like you said, he's had players come out there and they're NBA ready. Another one that I can think of off the top of my mind is Devont, uh, Dante DiVincenzo. You know, he, he was cold. Um, they, they, they have a level of class just about the organization. And whoever fills that position is obviously going to have to step right into championship pedigree. Right. And um, it's going to be hard. Another another one bites the dust of father time, um, but you know I'm already looking toward retirement myself, um, so I can't I can't. I hate. was saying that same thing. I was like, with with my wife and like these coaches, man, they make a lot of money because they can retire like 47, 50. Yeah, get up out of there, quick, <laughs> good. So, ba. A lot of talk, of course, about the NBA because it is playoffs time. A team that did not make it. What's the first thing that comes to your mind when we talk about the Charlotte Hornets? Up in the air. Um, And I say up in the air because it's like a toss-up with them. Like, on one hand... With that coach, they increased their win percentage by 20 wins over two seasons, 10 each season. This year, they ended with a winning record. Uh, I, think, I think it was like 43 and 30, 36 or 39, um, over 500, um, but have never came through in the playoffs. Never, ever, ever, ever came through in the playoffs. Um, so, and then you fire the coach. So it's like you have a coach who's establishing culture who's getting more wins every season then you fire him bruh and I mean I guess you could say it's a, it's a hot spot now because for coaches because you got um, um you got um I think I said Mikhail Bridges earlier but, but I, was, I was thinking of it there's two Mikhails there's the one for the Suns and there's one for the for the Charlotte yeah I'm talking about the big man right but I, I forget I which one Bridges and which one is, has a different name. Either way, um, that one, who I think he played with Villanova too, whatever. Um, 
they got him who he is he, he's not only a high flyer now he has turned it into it like he has game he's like a DeMar DeRozan yeah. then you got of course the mellow ball um, I think the only thing I would say with the coach is that he should have been starting LaMelo from the jump. Having him come off the bench last season was stupid. Uh, I mean, the season before this one that just ended was not smart. Um, but they, like I said, they've gotten better, but they're just obviously not there yet. Um, Michael Jordan has never been good at picking talent. And so I'm, I've always been worried about that. I don't know what they're going to do in the draft next season, the upcoming draft. Um, I'm just, it's up in the air because like I can see them going right back down south next year. Yeah. I mean, with me, you know, I guess the first thing that comes to mind is, I hate to say it, but when I slide, look at that, that, uh, that franchise, I automatically see LaMelo Ball's face, right? And so I, I think of like a Greek legend, you know, those Greek gods that mm-hmm. like were are like false gods or like whatever. Zeus. Yeah, and I and then it's like uh, that. That's what I think of because it's like a whole bunch of stories and hype up around these stories. But ain't the real thing. Um, right. Anyway, without getting into it, um, Lamelo Ball. He's the type of he's good. He's young. He's good. He has production. But nine times out of ten, he's gonna take that flashy play and try and get some type of energy out of it. But that's not always what you need. Right. Um, they got a young team. Um, obviously, Michael Jordan can't put together a roster. But at the end of the day, I always feel like Charlotte doesn't know themselves what's going on. And I don't understand how people are getting paid millions of dollars to sit in a room and, again, go through these picks and put players together and can't make it happen year right. after year. Um, again, Charlotte's not a destination that I would want to end up at um, as an NBA player, if I was an NBA player. But, you know... I mean, I lost with, Gordon Hayward, too, talent. for like the year, almost. That yeah, with the loss. talent that they have, you think that they would be better. Yes, um, I thought they the would be a lot making, The decision-making that, that I feel is detrimental to their, to their team, it's just unexperienced. And you have a lot of times where you feel like some some part of of the the Charlotte Hornets game is going to end up on Shaq and the fool because someone's going to make a dumb decision and you right. know you're going to see it. Um, <laughs> it's but, Miles Bridges. That's who it is. Okay. Yeah, Miles Bridges. Miles. I couldn't think of his first name. Right. But uh, I mean, he is good. He's a good player. He kind of reminds me of uh, of an Aaron Gordon in Orlando. Kind of, but, I kind of got uh, Iggy, like early Iguodala, except with a, maybe a jump jump shot. Yeah, I mean, he's he's going to be good. I, I just hope that he's not bit by an injury bug because usually, you know, like those high flyers in the game, you know, time starts setting in. They get a little older. They're not as, as explosive. And I feel like a player like that has to really um, – dial in on making his overall game better because when that starts to deteriorate you know you got to adapt and so you have people like Blake Griffin you have people like Westbrook they you know they're not what they used to be because that explosiveness yeah could just goes but the last segment VA on functional organization we are talking about none other than Mr. Baker Mayfield. What's the first thing that comes to mind? 
First thing that comes to mind is karma. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, this man has been walking around the league like he is the next coming of Ben Roethlisberger. And he has just been pretty mediocre, especially last season. Now, granted, he was injured. But I just feel like everything that's happened to him now is calmer calmer for how he's acted, for how he's acted as though he's just the best thing in the league. Um, I think being, again, like I said before, being number one overall pick is a gift and a curse. And now he's complaining about, you know, he sounds like the side piece that's, you know, now it's a new man and just can't, can't move on and realize that they're not the hot girl no more. He's not. And it's like, he's complaining, doing interviews, talking about he feels disrespected. And I understand that is granted because the Browns did kind of disrespect him. But at the end of the day, they would not be out there shopping for a new QB if he would have came through. Maybe they wouldn't even be doing it if he would have sat down, try to, not trying to be the hero, because he didn't need to play. They had a backup that was doing pretty good, but he, uh-huh. you know, he just had to come in and then just be terrible. So I'm like, bruh, like you're gonna get what you what you put into it. You've been terrible. Now they're gonna act like you're terrible, like. I have no problem with them moving on from him. And the fact that no teams want him, again, is a karma. And it's like a wake-up call that you're not really as good as you think you are. Like, you're not even top 15 in the league, honestly. I mean, for me, the first thing that comes to mind when I hear Baker Mayfield, um, I just think of commercials. (laughs) And I don't know who backed this guy... And who who would make the decisions on putting, you know, these um, star athletes or quote unquote star athletes on their commercial. But they decided to go with Baker Mayfield. Um, I'm a true believer that when that starts happening earlier in your career, it's a slippery slope into negativity for your career. And it's either do or die. You're either going to shine or you're not. Now, Cleveland in particular has been trying to look for, you know, a quarterback for the longest time. Like, I can't even remember. I can't remember, right. you know, a legitimate quarterback that they've Ever. had. So this, this has been a problem for them for a long time. And I don't know how, I don't know how they're going to get better than Baker. I'm not, right. I'm not saying that he's great, but I mean, they took the I mean, they got better now. Pick. Deshaun Watson. Well, that's true, but I I don't know if he's gonna come out after taking a year off and just be back to good oh, old. They got Tom though. They got Tom. They better hope so. But Baker Mayfield, man, he is. I don't want to compare him to a Kyrie because Kyrie is bad when it comes to being cancerous to the team. But I don't see how Baker Mayfield jumps into a position of power and leadership. No, with the antics he's not a that he's been doing and so that's kind of hard to prove you know usually when you're a QB in an NFL team you're the captain and you're taking ownership for wins and losses he never took ownership accountability has to be there and and I don't know if if he can literally stand up to the press and stand up to the team and be that one was on me or I've been playing bad Um, never could say that but that's it um, 
So what we got next, VA? Last thing before we get up out of here is the All in the Family segment. And, you know, we typically reserve this for athletes. Um, but um, shout out to Brittany Griner, by the way. That was our last topic. And I can't believe she's still over there. That's just it's, it's really sad. It's really sad. But the segment is for the this. We you know kind of shift gears because this we just had to talk about. It. I had to talk about it. So we're talking about the Smiths. Um, we got a Will Smith, Jada Smith, Willow, and Jaden, and the slap heard around the world. <laughs> what did the fucking say to the face, <laughs> bro? This has been uh, been at the front of everybody's media cycle for the past month, and I just we haven't had a, t- a chance to talk about it. So. I mean, obviously, I think this man was in the wrong for embarrassing himself like that, for getting up there, especially for somebody that... Talking about Will, right? Yes. Especially for somebody that... I know it's his wife, but I've never seen her stand up for him ever in any (laughs) kind of interview. Like, they've asked... They've they done brought up all kind of things on red carpets talking about situationship and she laughing, kicking, and he laughing. She ain't slapping nobody for him. She's not saying, you know what, that was a mistake. It should have never been out there. I apologize. We're trying to move on. She has not done any of that. And even after yeah. him getting him slapping Chris Rock for her, she said, I wish he wouldn't have did that. Ooh. Even though you was looking there, sitting there looking sourpuss when he said you was yeah. the next G.I. Jane. Ooh. So yeah. I mean, it's just But she was though. She was, but I mean, at the end of the day, like I feel like that family right now is going through a lot. Um, I'm, I'm rooting for them. I'm always rooting for the black family, especially a, a, a family like this, because for the longest, like, you know, this is like one of the cornerstone relationships. You know, like J. Cole said, I, I want that Jada and that Will love. Now it's like, I don't think nobody wants that anymore. Um, <laughs> that's like probably yeah. what you don't want. <laughs> um, I'm just kind of... So, yeah, what's your take on that? Man, for me, obviously, Will's in the wrong. I mean, right. in, in in your mind, originally, you're like, oh, dang, he just slapped Chris Rock. You know, he kind of deserved, he deserved it. He right? did. But at the same time, you know, bringing this back to everyday life and, and awards shows um, that happen with these, you know, celebrities... If you're going to go to, you know, a work party, right, and they're going to give you an award for, who knows, employee right. of the month, something like that, you don't go up there and slap whoever it is because you're getting fired. Right. I mean, the the one thing to me that I don't think that I've heard any really anybody really talk about in depth is that Will Smith, you know, of course, I, I, I've seen the video multiple times by now, but he literally laughed at the joke and yes. then I don't know the, the camera went off him and Jada yeah. for a little bit and so I don't know what happened in between that time but Will Smith had multiple seconds to think about him getting up from his table and chair walking right. all the way onto stage he paused and then slapped him that's a lot of time that goes by to rethink hey should I do this this is not <laughs> worth it or even if he was to go up on stage, right, which shouldn't have been allowed in the first place, but think about it and be like, dude, don't ever disrespect my family like that again without right. being physical. That's all he had to do. You know, and then walk back. Wow. I think, you know, everyone would have been like, dang. 
standing ovation for that. Right. Right. But he he crossed the line in so many ways. The ball was dropped by um, the people producing the show um, several times. There was no security. You know, if I'm even going to church or something like that, you know, ain't nobody walking up there. They're stopping you. You know what I mean? And and this is an award show being viewed by millions of people. Um, so yeah, it was funny. I'm not gonna lie. I I <laughs> thought it was funny originally, but I thought it was extremely disrespectful. Um, I enjoyed the the comments coming in from all over the right. world of, of you know the memes and all that. But at the end of the day, man, you gotta have you gotta have some kind of sense. Right. And 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 to me. I guess with all the, the the things that's festered up over time between their relationship and their kids and their parenting styles and everything just combined, maybe that was just the last boiling point for him. And he just was clearly not thinking. I mean, it was almost like a brand killer. Like if this was yeah. the baby, if this was the baby going up there and slapping somebody, it would be here today, going tomorrow. But it's Will Smith. Like, dude yeah. is like the pillar of like positivity and like you can do it. Universe is your tool. Master it. Like, bruh, you completely lost control. And for me, that's like a, a cry for help. Dude is clearly going through something, you know, mentally for him to, to yeah. break like that. And, you know, even with him go, after winning the Oscar and he was just crying and crying, like, dude is definitely going through some demons. And, he did. You know, everybody has their, their moments where they kind of well, I'm not mess gonna lie. up. When I when I saw that part, I was like, "Oh man, he's just trying to cover up for what his his actions just did." Um, and then part, you maybe remember, partially. This, dude, this dude's an actor. Like, no, one I of mean the best that's true. Alive. True, and but so, I mean, bro, you you cannot deny for someone like that to lose their cool, you're going yeah. through something. And yeah. it's like I think you know within that marriage, it's clearly some issues. So. I mean, I, I you know I, I feel bad for him too, because he's you can tell he's a good person. He just had a, you know a, a lapse of clarity and just made a bad choice. We all do, but when you do it on such a spotlight like that, it's like you almost can't come back from that. And just like we are, you know, we're talking about Will, but we didn't really really talk about Chris Rock, you know, and and it, it, I feel like it took a day or two. For people to really give the due diligence to Chris Rock and, and right. show him a little bit more respect in the situation, because if I would have got slapped Bruh. on stage, things might have been a little bit different. Bruh. You know, it would have been. I couldn't even. I, there's no way I would have been able to keep my cool like he did. So I, I definitely hats off to Chris because yeah. we would have been squabbing up there, bro. It would have been. We would embarrass yeah. the whole black culture because they would have had to cut. They would have. It would have been yeah. no more. <laughs> Like, no, you're not slapping it, me in front of the whole world, bro. It's not happening. And I'm just going to sit there. Yeah. And, and the thing is, um, it, it's hard. It's hard to see something like that happen, especially on. I'm, I've been watching this guy since Fresh Prince, you know, right. so it's kind of hard to see somebody. I mean, you know, there are people and, you know, he's an actor. And so it's kind of hard to believe what what was perceived to be actually truthful in his speech afterwards and uh, what he's learned from this and what their family as a whole had to go through and did JD even really care did Will even really care right and 
to see a lot of people, you know, back Chris Rock and how he handled things and how, you know, the producers and everybody and security dropped the ball. It's it's good for people, you know, obviously to talk about so not like this ever happens again. But, you know, for something like that to happen specifically for black people, it's like, yo, man, you guys are just giving an example of why people believe the way they do. Which, I mean, and for me, I, whatever, I don't care. I don't. I mean, people going to think what they think. I mean, yeah, it might look bad but for our culture, but I could care less. I'm like, at the end of the day, I'm not about trying to save face for somebody to believe like, oh, you're, you're a good person or you're racist, a good person. No, yeah. Like, you know, By like you, you're, if you're racist, you're means- racist. You're going to find ways to, to not like a person. Yeah, by any means, I didn't mean it on a race thing. I just, I mean, for 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 I the whole world to be watching, I, it looks bad. That's definitely for sure. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I mean, I, I it's never happened to any other race. No other race has slapped anybody at a war show like that. I, I mean, mean, that we know it was of. Scripted, that, unless right. it was scripted, you right. know. But um, wow. Well, VA. That's another day, the HR podcast. Remember, it's all fun and games until you get called in HR. Yes, sir. It has been another fun episode. Until next time, signing off. This is your boy VA. Holla at me at Vince Verge 33 on Twitter. Lego.